Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Let Me Talk. I'm Michelle Elman. And I'm Amalia Lee. And in this podcast, we talk about everything from sex to spirituality, dating to diet culture. And today, we want to say a happy Boxing Day and a Merry Christmas for yesterday. We hope you had a lovely, lovely time. Um, but we're just going to generally talk about the holidays. Christmas is now over. We have 364 days until it comes again. And I am, oh. Boxing Day is my favourite day in the world because I hate Christmas. <laughs> Which means Christmas is over. And we have to pack away all our Christmas decorations and we don't have to talk about it for another, realistically, nine months because Christmas. Christmas seems to start in October now. Yeah, because I remember you did a post where you said it's okay to hate Christmas. And I know that a lot of people, they resonated with it, but also a lot of people got a bit annoyed. Yeah, that was, yeah. In, that was in 2017, yeah. yeah. Um, and I basically was just so done with Christmas being shoved down my throat. I'm not trying to make everyone hate Christmas, but no one's letting me hate it myself do you get what I mean yeah. like I'm one account out of millions of accounts that are celebrating Christmas mm-hmm. and I'm just one account being like if you're sad today if your chronic pain doesn't suddenly stop because it's Christmas if yeah. you're spending Christmas in hospital which I know one of the biggest things if you spend your life in hospital for those of you who don't know I mentioned it quite a lot but I've had 15 surgeries there was so much pressure around Christmas to get out before Christmas to get out mm-hmm. before Thanksgiving in America because I was in hospital in America and I don't know I, I think that's where it all stems from is that you're trying to get out of hospital for this just like elusive date yeah. and like for what exactly and I think it's not about making people dislike Christmas it's just about making people have some sympathy that Christmas is not that easy for everyone and yeah just everyone is different everyone has different experiences it's just a very high pressure time and like I think it's great so many people enjoy Christmas I think it's a great excuse to spend time with your family but I also think that it just comes with a lot of unnecessary pressure and when it when it becomes earlier and earlier every year it's like what 25 days isn't enough like Mm -hmm. you have to have November as well like when we're filming this we're filming this a bit early because me and Amalia are spending Christmas separately um this, like, in 2018, Christmas started... Halloween. <laughs> not even. Before Halloween, yeah. the celebration tins in Sainsbury's were out. Yeah. Like, they've been out in Sainsbury's for at it's least, ridiculous. like, September. It's just too much, and it starts too soon. It becomes almost a bit diluted. So when it's actually Christmas, you feel it less, because you've been kind of gotten it pushed in your face for two months already. Yeah, exactly. And I just think 
not everyone has a perfect family and not everyone has a life like the Christmas movie show. Exactly. And it's okay to not have to abide to this, what's meant to be a religious celebration, but yeah. it's not even about religion anymore. Absolutely so well, For some it might be, but... The minority, I would not. say. But it's interesting because Christmas is supposed to be religious, but I feel like for a lot of people it's not... And I mean, there are also a lot of people who just don't celebrate Christmas and they still kind of get it pushed in their face. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, my half of my family is Jewish. So like, it's next to no conversation around Hanukkah. I don't see Hanukkah being like pushed down other people's throats. So it's just quite interesting that anytime you talk negatively around this type of time of year you get a lot of pressure to be like you should be happy it's christmas but i just don't believed in forced positivity ever because i think um my therapist michelle zelly has this quote which is like it's putting ice cream on top of a pile of poo so like which is essentially what i feel like christmas is it's like everyone pretends that they're fine they go to these christmas parties you're like oh how's life and you're like i'm so busy my life is so incredible right now then you go to your family parties and they're like what are you doing with your life do you have a boyfriend yet and it's like this game of keep up with all these people you never see any other time of year apart from christmas it's almost like you have to Uh, be performing and you have to kind of be someone you're not and I think that anytime you put in a situation where you can't be your true self over a long period of time or even a short period of time it just makes you really exhausted so I think that's why some people they go to like Christmas parties with their families and they just they just find themselves being so exhausted and they don't know why but that's because they've been putting up this false facade almost yeah it takes a lot of energy to be like fake but not fake in that way and it's not everyone's experience like I know for myself for me like I'm quite fine with my family going celebrating Christmas but I know for a lot of people it's just a difficult time and also a lot of people they don't have a family to go celebrate maybe they have to work on Christmas and I think especially when with social media uh, if you are not enjoying Christmas and you go on your phone and you see everyone else is posting about Christmas they're just enjoying it it's beautiful Christmas photos and everyone has like the most amazing gifts they got like everything they want and you just feel shit because you compare yourself yeah because I think the thing is like my Christmas every year looks amazing because Christmas is the time I go away and I go my parents are out in Hong Kong so we tend to go somewhere in Asia so like for most of my friends they're in England freezing cold and I go to like hot places in Asia and it always looks amazing um but it's the fact that I don't feel like the need to put it out there and I don't and I consciously don't especially around Christmas time because I remember what it was like being a child in hospital over Christmas um especially when I was 19 I spent Christmas and New Year's in um, bed and I just I was telling you about this earlier because I was telling you about my nose Amalia keeps calling it my nose job it's not a nose job I had my tonsils and adenoids (laughs) removed Um, if it's a nose job that's fine it wasn't a nose job it was my tonsils and adenoids most people get their adenoids removed at like four years old their tonsils at like eight years old I just got it in 19 Um, but I remember like staying in bed over Christmas and it was awful and staying um and that's why I don't put it out there and my parents and my family have never been very big on gifts we're not a like present family like I remember um all my friends when we passed A levels all my friends got like so many elaborate presents and then I was like oh all my friends got all these presents what am I getting my dad was like you can get a 99p flake you know those ice creams (laughs) 
and I was oh, like how generous great thanks dad I can pay for that for myself at yeah. like 18 years old but yeah. it's like we've never been a big present family yeah. we're the kind of family that if you um think of some someone when you're like shopping or whatever you'll just get a random present and they won't be for a reason but that also means that when it comes to like birthdays or Christmas like there's no specific present if that yeah, makes sense that makes sense yeah um and also because like the biggest holiday in the chinese calendar is chinese new year and that's the present that you give on chinese new year is like red envelopes of money so it's not really mm. a present if you get what i mean yeah um so i think that's just why like i don't have those massive you know those youtubers do those what i got for christmas hauls and i used oh, yeah. to always watch them and yeah. i'm like who has that many family members? Who has yeah. that many friends? Like, yeah. I don't get my friends Christmas presents. And, like, my, my family don't really do Christmas presents. So, like, or, like, I remember one year I was just, we kind of do it, but not really. And I just bought 10 DVDs for everyone collectively and was like, here you go, there's a collective <laughs> Christmas present. Yeah. I think I'm the same. In my family, we, we just, giving gifts is not just that much of a thing. Yeah. Like, I would, go, I would get Christmas gift when I was a child. But now, like... It's just not, like, how we show appreciation for each other, I guess. How about food? Are you, like... Do you have, like, quite traditional oh, yeah, Christmas foods? Traditional. And... That's actually... That's my my favourite thing about Christmas is the food. Because, considering I don't live in my home country, when I go home and I get the Norwegian very strange Christmas food... What's that? Uh, so... Okay, so my favourite thing, the Norwegian listeners would know what I mean, is a dish called pinnashot, which is basically like extremely salty lamb. And I want to say extremely, I mean extremely. I'm actually going to bring you some and I'm going to show you what oh, I mean when I say yay. salty. Super salty lamb. And we have this like, uh, a lot of like just strange foods, such yeah. as like a fish, but it's like a fish in jelly. Um, yeah, we just have a lot of weird food. But anyway, going home. You know what I love? From yeah. The, so when I went to Norway, I had the like bacon spread that they have for breakfast. It's like bacon. called bacon spread. It's like, I don't know, but they just served it at breakfast. Is it every like day. cream cheese with bacon? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. But it's, like, so strange to me. But, like, yeah, it have... tastes so good. But it's, like, because uh, food is, in a way, feeling. So when I go home and I get all these traditional foods yeah. that remind me of my home country and my childhood, it kind of brings back a lot of good memories for me. See, so I, I love Christmas when I was a kid. So it reminds me of me being a kid, having the... This, all these dishes, getting the gifts. Because I love Christmas when I was a gift. Yeah. I love Christmas when I was a child. But now I'm kind of like, oh, it's fine. Well, so I spent most of my Christmases in Thailand, or like throughout my childhood, I've always spent my- most of my Christmases in Thailand. Um, mm. And so having a turkey on, like finding turkey in Thailand is the hardest thing, first of all. Yeah. But also, if my parents are able to find one, we usually end up having it on the 23rd, so it just won't go <laughs> Yeah. Before, so like by the time it's Christmas Day, it's like yeah. we're having fried rice and we're having like um, spring rolls, but we're not having turkey or anything yeah. like that. Like I remember one year we managed to track down crackers, like you know those crackers that you pull, not the food, the like um, what are they called? The the ones where you hold either end and you pull them. I have no idea what that's called in English. But you know the with the hat inside. Oh and yeah, the, yeah. Like, I know, I know. Yeah. I just know, know the name of them. Um, yeah, but yeah, we couldn't <laughs> find those. Yeah. But, it was, but like, I mean, I was even there the year that there was a tsunami. So it was actually, oh. yeah, it was today, like Boxing Day. Um, yeah. And we were going to an island. And I'm, I'm telling this really dark, but we we're going to an island when um, 
the there was this this small island off of Phuket which is like very popular I think they filmed some sort of James Bond there yeah we finally after like 10 years of going to Phuket decided to go yeah um and that was the day that the tsunami hit so I was literally in the middle of the ocean when it when it hit and my dad was still at home wow um so that was like an interesting boxing day um but also just like I was 10 years old I think around yeah Mm. around 10 years old and um just the amount of death you see like because everyone was just like bodies in the middle of the street um sorry I've just turned it really morbid but yeah Yeah. so that was one of my Christmases it's so Um, traumatic it's not just you that hate Christmas it's Christmas hating you as well (laughs) yeah Christmas really hates me yeah it's just putting all these things on you but it's just it's just not I don't know I have no significant meaning around it yeah and I get it like I wouldn't want anyone to ruin my birthday because my birthday does have significant meaning yep. to me Michelle likes her birthdays <laughs> my birthday month <laughs> it's not even a birthday yeah. it's a birth yeah. month um and like do not ruin my birthday but like I don't know I don't want to ruin Christmas for other people but I'm yeah. so aware that like literally I believe like 60% of the world if not 80 percent of the world hate Christmas and like are just suppressing it because I remember I first started talking about it three years ago mm-hmm. and just every time oh you're a Grinch oh you're a Scrooge so I was like you know what I embrace the word fat I embrace the <laughs> I like brought all these negative words and wow, yeah. like Scrooge <laughs> fine I am Scrooge this year and um, but then honestly like that post probably was the most engaged post I'd had all year and it was That's like so 400 comments because yeah. being like I'm having an awful Christmas. I'm in pain. I'm in hospital. I'm working today. I'm mm-hmm. not seeing my family. My dad's passed away. And so it's the first Christmas without him. Like, mm-hmm. or like, I just got a divorce and I'm spending, like, I'm not with my kids for the first time because they're spending time with their dad rather mm-hmm. than with me. Like, there are so many difficult situations around Christmas and there's just no room to talk about it. Exactly. And I remember that for myself back when I had my eating disorder, Christmas was extremely difficult because you know I there were all the food yeah and it might for me now that's something I really enjoy with all the food but for me that was a complete nightmare so I was always very scared of Christmas for that reason like when I was sick also don't you find they were always like they're not your close family members but the distant family members are very yeah. invasive about whether you're eating enough or eating too much or like oh, yeah. all mean, the comments about yeah. how much you're eating absolutely like my family like they were fine but I know a lot of people they for them people with eating disorders Christmas is so difficult because there's all of this pressure they feel their family's just looking on them and you know and it's just uncomfortable and I think a lot of people don't remember that disease doesn't just disappear on Christmas yeah. mental illness doesn't just vanish because yeah. it's a specific day in the calendar it's not how like it works chronic pain just leaves no it's not like chronic pain it's like bye okay it's Christmas yeah see Santa ya. can it's... you please give me chronic relief like chronic pain relief for just one day exactly <laughs> but that's just not how it works and yeah but if I anything, also think it becomes almost stronger yeah when it's Christmas because, because you're having the pressure to be yeah, happy on exactly. top of it so it might reinforce it make it stronger yeah you might get your eating disorder might flare up and that's why I often hear people having relapses around Christmas because oh, it's really? just too much yeah so especially it's just too much food and then they might have a binge and they panic and they go they restrict and then suddenly they're just back at it because suddenly their normal routine yeah. and stability is thrown off but also I think because there's an abnormal amount of foods there does that yeah. not impact it I think so because 
for non-disordered people, overeating on Christmas is normal, it's fine. But for someone with an eating disorder, they might not be able to understand that, okay, I overate, so did everyone else, this is normal, this is fine. So they might instead panic, and then they might purge, or they might over-exercise, they might restrict, start a new diet, and then that will trigger more binging, or they might, or it might make them restrict more because sometimes people with eating disorder when they restrict they restrict more because their brain well starts. so that's the perfect day for today because surely if someone overeats on christmas yeah. boxing day is the day they're like great the diet starts today yeah like, and then new year's come new year yeah. new me and you know and just try and don't fall into those restrictive diets because no one ever completely changed their life because they started a new year's diet it just yeah. didn't happen if anything i've heard people that's when they fell into an eating disorder oh really yeah well, I find the main thing I have is because obviously, as I mentioned, I go back to Asia and Asia, so many comments about appearance and like, especially at these like parties where, again, I see them once a year. I don't know who they are. They're some of my parents' friends. They're some of like society parties or whatever. Like they're not like, because in Hong Kong, there are a lot of like, um, I don't know how to say this, but like, uh, like clubs. So <laughs> you'll go to like the club party but it's not like not good nightclubs like um yeah. so you'll go to like the christmas party for the american club for example um and you'll see a lot of people who like you vaguely know but you can't even remember their name and you'll get like oh you've got fat because it's the first time they've seen you in a year or you'll be like oh you need to eat more and literally within the same sentence be like you need to eat more and you'll be standing at the buffet and they'll be like you need to eat more and then two seconds later be like you should really watch what you eat and it makes yeah. no sense whatsoever That's so interesting. it's not more that's more common in Asian culture? Well, so there is a lot... In Asian culture, there's a lot of um, pushing food and sh- using food as a way of showing love. So, like, for example, if you go for dinner and someone's hosting the dinner, um, they won't stop ordering food until you are literally, like, way too full. Like, But they're uh, also fatphobic. Yes. That's interesting. So it's, like, it's the thing of, like, eating without gaining weight. Yeah. Um, but it's meant that I've... If anything, Christmas has made me have stronger boundaries because now I have, like, really strict rules with everyone in my family, everyone in Hong Kong, where um, I'll be like, I literally won't come to that party if that person is there. And, like, that's on me. That's my choice. I will be the person to stay home. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel guilty for it. I finally get alone time because I'm quite an introvert and, like, Christmas is the worst time for introverts (laughs) and alone time. Um... And, like, that's a choice I made, mainly because I don't feel like I'm missing out by not going to a party, but also because it was just so many instances of going to the same party and having... There were specifically two people just making non-stop comments and, like, proper body-shaming comments. And I was literally like, I don't know why I'm putting myself in the same situation every year. So you know what? Like, if they're going, I'm not going. Um... And, like, I understand for some people, if they enjoy parties, they're like, well, why should I be the person to miss out if they're the person body shaming? 100%. But for me, I didn't feel like I was missing out because I was like, I didn't want to go anyway. So it's, like, a perfect excuse. And I think that's important to kind of point out that it is okay to stay home. You don't have to go to every Christmas party. It's okay to just sit home, relax. Don't feel the pressure that you have to do so much all the time. It's okay to take time for yourself and recharge. And what you said about boundaries as well is so important. Just setting boundaries with people, setting boundaries for yourself. And also remember, if family conflicts start to kind of boil up, that no one ever resolved something permanently over Christmas. Christmas is not a good time to come. <laughs> like, a time. Yeah, Christmas is not the time to kind of have those deep discussions and solve all the trauma in your family. Just 
But I was read. listening to something yesterday about um, it was an American talk show talking about how this year politically Christmas oh. might be a bit more difficult because it's like everything is so much more intense, so much heated. And I was listening to this talk show and there was one woman who said that she had a safe room last year um, where that was the only room you could talk about politics. But then, so it didn't affect the party, it didn't affect the dinner. You could, if you wanted to talk politics, you had to go into that room. Um, so smart. And I was like, that's a really cool idea. And I, it made me think, because I also have like, when I go to a party, I walk around first before actually going in. And I'm like, where can I disappear to if I need some alone time? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's just the bathroom and I'll just sit in the toilet cubicle for like 20 minutes and be on my phone. But as an introvert, I need that time to just be like, I need to not be around people for literally 20 minutes. Or And I sometimes really, like, I choose to stay at home for a whole day. I choose not to go to the party. I don't, I don't care about parties. I don't, like, I don't have that need to be seen. And there's a lot of that in, like, Asian societies. Like, yeah. you need to be seen and turn up and, like, say yeah. hi to your aunties. Because, like, you call your parents, friends, your aunties and your uncles. Even though they're not, like, aunties and uncles Um, so it's like oh you should say hi to your aunties and I'm like I just don't care I'm never here (laughs) so yeah yeah escaping to toilets cubicles a party system my secret talent (laughs) where's Amalia (laughs) I don't know she went to the toilet and there I am she never came back never came back I was on my phone scrolling Instagram looking at dogs yeah hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> I think that it seems like we have such different Christmases, because for me... My Christmas is I go to Norway. We we have we celebrate Norway we celebrate on the twenty fourth. That's uh. Christmas, and we literally have a dinner. And usually it's not like my entire family. It's just like maybe my um, parents, my, my mom, my dad is abroad, and maybe like grandparents and like one or two aunts or uncles, and that's it. And that's literally the celebration. Yeah, we go have dinner and we come home, and then the rest of the time I just spend time with like my mom, maybe my brothers, cats. So for me, Christmas is just a time to kind of recharge. But I noticed something, and that is... Uh, so I moved from my hometown, and I sometimes notice that when I come back, it reminds me of all like the bad memories I have in my hometown oh, being yeah. sick. Because when I was sick, I lived in that house. So I go back to a house, 
And I, it kind of reminds me of when I was sick. It's so weird. I, maybe I find some old clothes that are way too small. Or maybe I find a scale that I thought I'd thrown away. That's very strange because when you come back to like your childhood home, it can bring back good memories, but also bad memories. I feel like everyone kind of regresses, though, into acting more like a child. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a great book called... Um, it's called something like Grow Up. And it's all about how when you go back into like... Um, when you start and even if you're not going back home or like you just start interacting with your parents you automatically go into the child version of yourself with like I don't know about you but for me like my child version is like I don't communicate very well I'll like go into silent (laughs) treatment a lot like and I don't do this with anyone anymore like when have I ever given you the silent treatment I am very communicative about what is wrong and like my feelings as soon as I start communicating with, like, my brother, for example, it's like, no, nope, I'm not going to talk to you until you apologise. But I won't say that. I'll just go silent. Wow. And then, like, I remember I did this one year and I was like, must have been about 20. And I was like, what am I doing? I've not done this since yeah. I was, like, 15 years old. If I have a problem with my friends, I'd just say it. But going back into that, like, the old location of, like, where you might have had, like, for me it was previous surgeries, for you it was your eating disorder... I think it, like, regresses you and almost turns you into a different person. Yeah, it's like you go back to that childlike state yeah. when you are. And that's... And I mean, that's normal because even though I'm an adult, through to my parents, I will always still be a child. So when I talk to them, I, sometimes I am a very non-snappy person. But yeah. I sometimes catch myself when I would talk to my parents to be a bit more snappy than I would with anyone else. I'm like, oh, get your shit together, you know? Yeah. But it just happens. But it's kind of that familiarity when you know someone well enough, you know that you can, like... Yeah, but I would never snap on my very close friends. No, but have you ever found that you would... I I remember with some friends, I've got so close to some friends that we treat each other like sisters, and that's not always a good thing. That, like... uh, There was one friend that literally broke a friendship because we actually had got to so close to the point that we treated each other like sisters. And... I noticed around any other friend she would never speak to anyone like that but if mm. she sp- she would speak to her sister like that and yeah. I literally one day just snapped and was like I'm not your sister like you cannot like go into that familial like pettiness and also like you- it's just a bit more dysfunctional sometimes yeah. when like you've been around each other too long I just think I never get that close to anyone but I also <laughs> think when it comes to um no I think that's actually codependency that's what like that's what I think comes into family relationships is codependency and I think me being too close to that my friend who we're not friends anymore um was actually codependency yeah because it's like it she would just snap at me when she wouldn't snap at anyone else for doing the same thing can you can you explain codependency like I know codependency but I think a lot of our listeners might be like what is that see I find that so hard to explain maybe you will do a better job but like no I won't okay let's try to piece it together so codependency is basically like um I see it as an addiction but like um instead of alcohol for example you're relying on someone's presence someone's company someone's um someone always being there for your needs um so one of the examples i would use is if i was codependent with malia for example um and she was really busy working like long hours for example and i knew she had a day off on saturday but she didn't tell me that i just knew because i knew her schedule because we're that close or like we live together or whatever and i kept my day free on saturday in the hopes that she like would be free how many are guilty of doing this in dating relationships (laughs) 
like it, it sounds really extreme but actually like it's yeah. very easy to do that being like oh it's fine I'll just chill that day and then be like mm. oh well I'm pretty sure she's free too like mm. but if you actually relate it to dating it's quite a common thing or like codependency can also be like needing to fix someone's problems for them feel their problems for them so like if Amalia is really angry I'm angry because Amalia is angry so like let's say Amalia is angry at her boss I would be angry at her boss for her so that she didn't have to feel her anger anger that's so interesting and I think maybe that's very common among parent-child relationships and that maybe get very strong in Christmas yeah but no, so what I was think, what I think codependency, I think the codependency is a problem. And then also, when sometimes when you go back for Christmas, you're also majority of people stay with their parents, and so you're going from being an independent adult who lives by themselves or lives with a housemate or lives for with their friends, do, but yeah, yeah, and then goes to live with. Um, goes to live with their parents for the first time, and this can be like adults who are like thirty years old, forty years old, and they go live with their parents. What I think happens is there isn't the level of respect if you are staying in a friend's house, for example. So like, and so you start treating it like it was your childhood home. Mm. But when you were treating it like it was your childhood home, you were a child and you lived there. Mm. But like, you're almost treating it as a place which you're like rent. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Without the rent. Yeah, I do this sometimes. Like, I love my mom, but I sometimes know when I go home, I, I, for, I conveniently forget to take the dishes, you know? Yeah. And those are things that I always do in my own home. Or, like, if you were staying here, like, for, like, two weeks, you would be like, oh, can I help you with the dishes? But I, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> of course I would. I would Noted. You I are steal, never staying. I would steal all your cookies, like I did today. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of that thing of, like... I don't know, a very silly example is like if I was staying at a friend's house, I always make the bed because it's yeah. like, it's just a nicer thing to do. Whereas like if I was staying at my parents' house, I'm like, I don't exactly. need to make the bed, someone exactly. else would do it. Because yeah. when I was like four years old, five years old, seven years old, my mum wouldn't make my bed for me. Yeah. But like, that's not how an adult acts, yeah. if that makes sense. So I feel like you go into those behaviours and then your parents are like, you're an adult and you're like, leaving your room in a mess or like and then they'll be like you need to tidy your room and I'm like I'm 20 years old I'm not 20 years old I'm 20 (laughs) 25 years old and I'm like I don't need to be told to tidy my room and then it turns into this very childish communication um but it's because you're both not acting like how you would treat any other person if you get if that makes sense exactly so what would be your best advice to people who just hate Christmas I have I need alone time. Like, mm-hmm. that is my top priority. If I don't have alone time, I will snap. Yeah. Um, so that's not just Christmas. That's in mm-hmm. life in general. But Christmas is worse because... Um, I Another thing that happens when you're staying in your parents' house is my parents don't seem to respect locked doors or closed doors. Like, wow. they ha- th- like, they just walk in. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, that is a closed door. Why did you not knock? And yeah. it's like, they think it's their room because it is their room. They do own it. It's their house. <laughs> but like, they're not used to me being in that room. So yeah. they'll just walk in. Yeah. Um, but that's where I'm like, I need alone time. So I will like go to the park for the day or I will literally like lock the door and lock my bathroom door and get in the bath and be like I'm in the bath no one disturbed me for two hours and I just need like proper alone time what about you? I mean for me Christmas is not a big struggle because my family we really we leave each other alone 
Like we, my mom would never walk into my room. She oh, would really? knock, and if I didn't open, she'd be like, "Okay, fine," and leave. Like that is my family. Boundaries. What is that? <laughs> my family had we have very good boundaries, and also we have very good communication. Mostly, sometimes my my youngest teenage brother might annoy me a bit, but it's just fine because I think we've kind of learned how to communicate healthily and how to set boundaries. Yeah. But I mean, I know a lot of people have very different family dynamics, and I think it's all about. Have open communication, set boundaries. Yeah. Have alone time. Alone time. Yeah, no, definitely. And if social media makes you feel bad in this period, it's okay not to check social media all the time. Maybe try and have a phone break and focus on something else. Yeah. Do you think that there is a culture of, like, almost showing off too much around... And I hate saying that because I feel like that's always the criticism of every influencer, that, like, oh, they're showing off what they got for Christmas. But I don't actually mean influencers. I mean everyone, that there's, like... Yeah. Or is that just because, like... I don't know. I remember one, what the Christmas I was in hospital, I ended up going off social media because I was like, I literally can't stare at this every day. Like, Absolutely, this is so yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, for me. Um, but I think also like we can all be a bit more respectful and that it's not like a universal holiday. Like it almost is treated that way. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's a two way street with that and that like, you can tone it down a little bit. You don't need to shove in everyone's face. What like. Mm. you're experiencing whatever like if you're actually enjoying it and this is the thing like I enjoy Christmas every year but I don't need to go on social media and like mm-hmm. share the presents I've got or whatever because like or that I'm in Thailand or whatever it is mm-hmm. um because I'm actually having fun and like same as you I use Christmas a lot to read like reading is the main thing I do over Christmas I like put my headphones in and just like it's just I hate parties I really hate parties and so I just read the whole time and tan yeah oh you're lucky (laughs) Christmas is like more like a vacation time for you to go somewhere else I've done that actually before because it's the one time a year like I now it's more it's the one time of year I return home yeah and I love Hong Kong Mm. um and it's the one time of year I properly go on holiday where people aren't emailing me every day because it's very hard to turn off on my job even in like in the summer that was when my book came out so I never turned off in the summer um so Christmas is very much the time when I turn off and I can turn my phone off and no one's gonna bother me and there's not gonna be any like urgent requests because it's Christmas Mm -hmm. that's the one nice thing that I feel is quite universal is that like people do respect yeah it's socially acceptable not to respond to your emails for like a week almost yeah yeah exactly do you think that during Christmas a lot of people are almost like suppressing their identity you know it's so funny you just asked that and it made me think of this American TV show I was watching and one of the women was like yeah I have to hide the fact I'm a Trump supporter <laughs> and I was like yeah you should hide that yeah. <laughs> sorry no shade but like yeah. actually shame you know what you shouldn't be voting for Trump at this yeah. point or like supporting Trump because of, yeah um, but I think also just in fact like a lot of people are still in the closet when it comes to their family like their family their family well their friends might know or even their family might know but their distant family might not know and so they might have to like play it straight for the the holidays or they um I know a lot of people don't talk about their body positivity for many years when I went back for the holidays I would not say I was a body confidence coach I would say I was a life coach because I just couldn't be bothered to have the conversation and you know what I think that's okay um I said that a few years ago and someone was like that's not like very activist of you and I was like you know what 
it's Christmas. I don't have to be an activist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need to put my mental health on the line to have a conversation with someone who literally is not listening to me. And exactly. there is a great activist called Shishi Rose, and I talked to her about this, about how, like, sometimes you're having a conversation with someone and they're not even listening. And she said to me, um, I only engage with a person in the comments if they come into the conversation with their palms open, not with their fists closed. Yeah. And I was like, that is such a good way of thinking That's about amazing. it. And now in hindsight, I think about that Christmas where I did that. And now, like, I just don't care. I do introduce introduce myself as a body confidence coach. But I think about back then and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. I was like, I'm not going to make any movement on this conversation. So, of like, why why should I waste my energy? And it's not just an individual. It's more the culture out there. And it's the, like the societal view where like body positivity isn't really even a word, let alone like a conversation. And I have done like the activist side of it. I've gone on the radio and had these conversations and like fought with people but at a party when I'm drinking like that might not be my top priority yeah and I think uh people might not care that much but they're just very curious or they might just feel play devil's advocate for the sake of it to start a conversation because if people were truly interested why can't they just google you yeah and they'll find out and I think the difference is that in the last few years like um my nuclear family or like my close family all know what I do obviously and really support me and even just like even my distant family like where like my aunts my cousins they all know what I do love what I do like some even came to my book launch um the ones who live here but it's more like the friends and family that like Mm -hmm. are very traditional don't really understand what I do and like so I get a lot of passive aggressive comments around like Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm a life coach that's one thing where they're like you're too young to be a life coach um so I get that quite a lot and it just got very tiring so um there was a year where I just told everyone I was a writer which my book hadn't even been published but I was just like I just want the conversation that will end the fastest and if you have to do that I don't think you should ever feel any guilt or shame about it um and I certainly didn't at the time because I was just like you know what I'm sick of people telling me I'm too young to do my job I know I'm good at my job and like I'm just not interested in debating my like what I choose to do with my life and I think the other thing that drove me crazy is um, the, do you have a boyfriend yet? Like, mm. and I still yeah. get that. Where, like, it's just non-stop. Yeah. Do you get that? Yeah, but sometimes I might have had a boyfriend. <laughs> been like, yeah, but then they will go and investigate that first. Yeah, and but kind like, of like, hey, you know, happy... I'm not interested in talking about this. This just... might surprise you, mm. but they're like, happy Christmases where I've had a boyfriend too. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, I've had so well. I mean, last Christmas, I was definitely dating someone, or at least I thought I was dating someone, um, and I was very happy all of last Christmas, which was ironic because online I was talking about how it was okay to hate Christmas. Yeah, I was having a nice Christmas, but like mainly because I was looking forward to coming back to this guy who wasn't my boyfriend. But anyway, um, Need last but it just, well. but it didn't stop all of the like interrogations about my love life and I was just like none of this is your business you don't know me you see me once a year and I think this is why like I've just got to the point where I'm like Christmas for me is reading and staying at home and watching tv shows and just like checking out from the world for like a good week and a half this conversation made me realize how amazing my family is they respect locked doors they respect my 
space. <laughs> they mostly don't interrogate me completely about my love life. They might ask, but they don't interrogate me. When I don't want to talk about something, they see it. And they but it's not. Off. It's not my my family. No, but it's the yeah. like family friends. I don't meet my family friends at Christmas. Do you not? I don't meet my family. friends Do you not at have all? like? I think because my like my broader family live all across the world. Mm. We have a lot of like family friends who basically like like we I call them my aunties, my uncles, and like I don't really even know much about them. I just see them at parties like four or five times a year usually all at Christmas mm. um, but they're people who like I don't really know I know nothing about them I don't have these Christmas parties where do no. they occur they seem, seem kind of cool You're I would so love to lucky. go but I just I think it's a cultural thing with Scandinavians I, I mean maybe my family is just more I don't know yeah distant from I think it does happen here though I'm not sure because I've never spent yeah, like Christmas in England my parents friends I don't really but like them. in England I think don't they go to church <laughs> No, my family are atheists. So no, 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 I mean in to... England. Like, oh, English families. Yeah. British yeah. families. I think they do. Yeah, they go to church, and so they'll see family friends there. Yeah. Um, I just don't socialise when I'm in Norway. I don't socialise with anyone. No. I'm just with my cats and having a lovely time. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect Except the trauma. But Except <laughs> for what? Except the trauma. <laughs> Traumatic <laughs> memories. But other than that, no, it's all good. Cool. Um, okay, well, we all ha- hope, we all hope, we both hope you have had a lovely holiday. Um, if you are not having a lovely holiday, that is okay too. Yes. Um, we hope this podcast has kept you company if you are enjoying alone time this holiday, um, or in hospital, or going through chronic pain, or any of those kind of things. Um, and we will see you in the new year. Isn't Ooh, that so strange? 2019, yes. here we come. Yeah, it went so fast. Yeah. It went very slow. It was awful. But yeah. I must say, wasn't there such a cliche around 2017 being the worst year ever? And it I was great for both of us. 2018 was... 2018 was a tough yeah. one for me. I'm pretty... Yeah, like, I'm pretty... Like, most of... 2018 I was going through it I think especially in both me and you we had like an approximate three month breakdown during the entire summer no yeah. <laughs> our summers were not great never read so many self-help books I know. in one year it's <laughs> not yeah. a good sign when you start watching you know four what? self-help books from Amazon in hindsight we'll be like 2018 the year our podcast was created we yeah. won't think about our mental health breakdowns and we won't yeah. think about us spiralling this year yeah but yeah, we could say goodbye to 2000. I'm excited for 2019. Yeah. Um, I think because everyone everyone did have their bad year in 2017. I remember everyone wishing 2017 over. And then when 2018 started, everyone was like, oh my God, 2018 is so much better. And just, we had good years in 2017. So it was yeah. our turn to have the bad year this year. But it's okay because it's over. And 2019 is on its way. So, we will see you next week in 2019. Um, Where can they find you? On Instagram. Instagram, Amalia Lee. And you can find me on Michelle Elman. No, you can't. That's not my username. (laughs) Scarlet Scared. scared. Uh, You can find me on YouTube at Michelle Elman. Um, And buy my book, Am I Ugly? And that will be my Christmas present. (laughs) Ooh, yes. (laughs) That you will pay for. (laughs) I'm generous. <laughs> I know. Um, I told you I don't believe in presents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, now we're actually going to end this podcast. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.